Yep. Feels good to be podcasting again. In the podcast room. <laughs> hey, thanks for listening to Worship Local. This is Frontier Church's podcast where we invite you into the story of the city's most joyful church in Des Moines, Iowa. You, you. And in today's podcast, Carlos and I are going to field some of your questions about our new building. And our hope is that at the end of this short podcast, in the next 20, 25, 30 minutes, our hope is that you see the building more clearly as a tool for our mission in the city of Des Moines. So let's jump into your questions. Let's do it. Actually... Before we jump into your, our questions. I knew you were going to flip really, it on me. What's up? <laughs> I know we want to keep this one short, but really quickly, dude, it's Advent season. It's Christmas season. How are yeah. things going at the Sims house? Ooh. Uh, dang, dude. Well, let's just be real. Things are a little rough. You know, these holiday seasons remind us how far away we are from family. So mm, it's been yeah. a little rough in our household. But rough. Um, for the most part, man, it's we've been fighting for joy. I mean, honestly, like, yeah, yeah, like the Christmas movies have been on on re repeat. Christmas music has been on repeat. Um, Advent studies with the kids have been on repeat. Hey. Not perfectly, but yeah, um, there. And I really do feel like we're fighting for joy, um, but it's hard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, I mean, you? that's why I like the phrase "fight for joy." Yeah, right. Because, like, yeah. Yeah, a lot of times what people experience as Carlos having joy is actually Carlos fighting for yeah. joy. I mean, you, there's a thin there's a thin line between fighting for joy and experiencing joy. Yeah, you had that uh, so. analogy um, yesterday at the service during announcements about like, you know, people see like these great people of faith, and it's like all these like small faithful steps that are unseen. Oh yeah. So I mean, it's, I think essentially that's what you're saying, man. It's like, yeah, if you guys see us on church Sunday happy, it's because. We've been fighting all week, so hopefully that's an encouragement to you to keep fighting. Yeah, you see us doing the most visible part of our role, which is the part of our role we enjoy the most. Oh yeah, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I think they, yeah, we don't need to go into that. Yeah, how, how, how about for you? I'm flipping flip on you. How's how's the holiday season been for you guys? It's it's been great, Advent, man. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah. At, no, it's yeah, it's it's been great. I mean, we're worn out and we're exhausted and we're tired, and our our tanks are, I think, pretty close to empty just because of the amount of demands that this season makes on the Dyke family. And those yeah. demands they fall primarily on Chloe's shoulders, right? She's the one who's like really kicking butt right now because okay. like I'm like pastoring and you know Advent sermon series and like getting the building ready and wrestling coaching and like all those things are they're mm-hmm. they're heavy but I also those are all delights before their duties for me mm. and so our my joy goes up even though my exhaustion goes down yeah you know so it's it's been it's been good though man so Christmas tree is just our Christmas tree is just out of control this year it's fantastic. Oh, our really? kids have they've loved decorating it. <laughs> So we got this Christmas tree, right? And like immediately our kids like found all the ornaments and just cuz you know like before you have kids, you can kind of like make it look pretty. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You have this vision pleasing. of like oh, I want like a just like that postmodern minimalistic <laughs> Christmas look. Uh what a Christian call it? Uh is it uh hugo? It's, it's some some word in uh some Nordic yeah. word for that like aesthetic style. Yeah. Know? And then kids come along and uh, they have a different vision, yeah, and uh, yeah. you're like, "Let's go with their vision." So you guys got a real tree, fake tree? 
Yeah, we do. We have, we got a real tree. We did too. First year. Oh, good. This is the first year I've ever had a real tree. Great job converting from paganism to bro, Christianity. I know. I freaking <laughs> chopped that tree down, man. Well, we didn't. The guy did, but um, yeah, it's been it was a, it's been a cool experience. So definitely yeah. not going back. Yeah, I uh, I experienced just this uh, heightened clarity of the gospel during the Advent season. Like I caught my my daughter. Uh, make it. She had this this little strip of colorful paper, paper, mm-hmm. um, construction paper, and she was gluing these fluffy, colorful balls onto it. I was like, "What are you What are you doing?" And she's like, "I'm making a trap." And Chloe and I are like, "You're making a trap?" <laughs> she's like, "Yeah, for Santa." So she wants to trap Santa. Oh yeah. Uh, and ask Santa for like a a, a real bunny is what she said. Oh wow, she's gonna Which hold is, him hostage. Hostage situation. Well, yeah, because it's like... What are you guys teaching your kids over there? <laughs> I know, right? Because no. it's like she knows that if, if it went on her Christmas wish list, yeah. she wouldn't get it. Dude, this so might be... Con- cut the mediator out, right? Get, just <laughs> capture Santa Claus. <laughs> I have him for ransom. Dude, I have yeah, a... Yeah. Uh, this might be controversial, but I don't care. It's, it's really fun. Um, I bought a Santa suit this year. Oh, hey. Our kids think I'm... They think I'm Santa Claus, so... Oh, we know. Your kids told my kids that you are saying oh <laughs> really that's so funny i thought we t- oh yeah i thought we told you that <laughs> oh yeah 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 yeah. um but they think elliot you know elliot works with me in coffee they think he's my head elf oh my gosh like, that's seriously. so cute dude. so anyway um, i'm gonna let so them cute. let them catch me this year yeah uh, anyway yeah 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 so let's let's jump into these questions we got about 10 or 11 different questions um, but a lot of them kind of fell into the same category. So we've kind of taken those questions and we've uh, tightened them up to five or six questions. And so we hope that we honor your guys' questions really well, um, even if we kind of throw them in the same bucket as, a, as another question. And if for whatever reason you feel like we're like dancing around your question or didn't give your question the clarity that it, that it deserves, you know that we'd love to grab coffee with you or field your, your email. So. Yeah, seriously. Like that's not just something in past. And I think that like it would be like, a joy and an honor to like sit down with everybody and um if you have questions like literally like let us know so yeah we'd love to sit down with you yep yeah yeah so. yeah that that's money so before we jump into these let me just say one thing my mantra for the last couple months has been lord would you help us use the building to get people done not using people to get the building done hmm. that's been that's been my my hope and my prayer and i think the reality of these last couple months is um this this building exists to increase, I think, um, the quality of our teamwork as a, as a team. I think that we're going to come yeah, out of this a good. tighter team, um, a more joyful team, a more cogent team. It's something that I think we're going to come out of this a, a little bit more clearly representing what Paul calls the body of diverse members. Hmm. So that's big picture, but let me just start to kick around uh, some of your about questions. That, but we can keep going. Yeah, it's another podcast. Yeah, I'm yeah. just curious. Yeah, dude. About that, but yeah, keep going. Um, so let's jump into this first one. Um, we got this question a couple times. Um, the question is: Will this building change our church's commitment to ministry minimalism? Mm, that's a good question. Short answer from me is no. But why yeah. don't you wax a little bit, bro? Um, will it change our church's commitment to ministry minimal, minimalism? Uh, I would say no. Um, one, we ain't got that many staff people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, two, um, 
no, I, I think that like yeah, this this is the those are the the things that we we planted this church with, and um, that we're just I mean convictionally like we're just like that's just where we are. Um, I think a uh, a uh, 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 um, I guess a a question that's kind of been asked around those that same question too is like what like we don't want to like burn out volunteers as well like that's yeah, that's been one yeah. of the things um in my estimation I, I i believe that our volunteering is actually easier now um there's less of a bur- i shouldn't say easier there's less of a, there's less of a burden on sunday mornings because we're not setting up tearing down um having to make a space that's not our right. space our space like our space yeah. is our space and we're gonna you know slowly make it our space the more we stay here just like you would in the home um, and so what that does, I think, uh, in, in my estimation, is that it, it it's going to help us to be a more, like, mature and fuller church, right? So we have this thing yep. that I'm responsible for, which is called Indie Ministries, right? So it's like we do community group, Sunday gathering, fighter groups. That's what we do. But then we have this other thing that we do called Indie Ministries, which is like if you're passionate about... Um, like so for instance Marie is passionate about um, like helping people get connected who have disabilities so it's like yes. yeah. this building like it allows us to actually like have a place to host people um, it has a it, it has the ability for me to like strategically work with you all to help us um, reach our city more so um, I guess that's a long way of me saying like I don't think that like I don't. I don't think that we're gonna change um, our philosophy of ministry. I do think what's gonna happen though is we're gonna see ourselves using the building more uh, strategically to reach our city. So, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, yeah. I just agree with you, man. I would say no. It, we won't change our philosophy of ministry uh, minimalism, but we will execute on our ministry minimalism better. Yeah, I, that's so, yeah, that's good. Yeah, um, I, yeah. I think that like. Yeah, there's this, this, you know, we've been a, a punk, you know, like... Punk church. Punk church, or like, you know, this like 90s underground hip-hop church that's like, yeah. um, you know, kind of breaking all the rules. And now it's like, we, it seems like we've taken a step towards something that like, seems like it's gone against everything we've stood for. But really, I think uh, what we're doing is like... We're using this building to like step more into our identity. So, like, just because we have a building doesn't mean that we have to use the building in the same ways that traditional churches have used buildings. Like, we can still be punk, rebel, however you want to do, or however you want to say to reach the gospel or reach the, the city, excuse me, um, in a more like strategic and creative way. So, just radically singular in our commitment yeah. to the gospel of Jesus Christ as King. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, and I like. I just wanna. I love this question so much um, because yeah. I'm I'm passionate about ministry minimalism, right? Minim- ministry minimalism was a philosophy of ministry that I developed when I was in Cedar Falls, training to be a church planter, mm. right? When I was you know sitting at a desk, dreaming and scheming about how to how to plant a beautiful gospel-centered church in, in Des Moines. Um, and so the idea of ministry minimalism wasn't just because like, oh, well, you know, when we get there, we won't have a building, so we got to do the best. We got to find a way to do as little as possible. That's good. Yeah, right? yeah. It was it was rooted in my understanding that most churches so convoluted people's calendars with non-missional religious activities 
that it took away people's time and freedom to connect and be on mission to their friends and coworkers and, and neighbors. And so that's that's why we practice ministry minimalism, not because we didn't have a building. Yeah. So you're saying if we had a building from day one, we still would be a church that practiced church minimalism. That's right. That's right. And like that's that's my passion as a pastor. Like, yeah, that's good. I don't want to spend every night of my life leading religious activities. Yeah. Like I want to gather with my people. I want yeah. to worship Jesus. And then I want to I want to coach and be on mission to high school kids. I want yeah. to have relationships with my neighbors and be on mission to them and that's have good. you know relationships with uh, non-Christian friends and like yeah. be on mission to them. And yeah. um, I even love the way that this question was phrased. The person who asked the question said my experience in every other church I've been to is that they try to do way too much when they get a building and spread themselves way too thin. Hmm. And that's a big thing that was different about Frontier that drew us here. You know, honestly, like, when I think about that question, I think that, like, that they're, they're spot on because I do see that as a, a legit temptation for us to be like, man, we have this building. Now we can do Bingo. dang, dang, dang. Or yeah. dang, dang, that's a weird way of saying dang. that. Ding, ding, ding. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> I don't know why I'm saying ding, ding, ding. Um, you know, so that that is a temptation. And so, like, um, yeah, I mean, hold us accountable to that. But also, like, yeah. come alongside us and, like, help us, like, not do that and, like, creatively, like, use this building as well. So I, I, I just – I welcome that that uh, that partnership. So that's I, – I love that. And I love that, like, that's been – whoever that is um, – I love that that's been their experience here because yeah, like it's something yeah. that we've like preached and like talked about and yeah. you know you've made flyers and stuff about and so like to see something that you care about that you want this organization it's not an organization but you get what I'm saying this church um, to feel like actually be like picked up by somebody so is is cool so so let me define ministry minimalism and then we need to get on to the next question all right yeah yeah yeah, yeah you're right um, ministry minimalism is not us trying to do as few things as possible. Ministry minimalism is us doing the minimum amount of maximally helpful uh, helpful gatherings as a church. And so we practice Sunday gathering, hmm. community groups, fighter groups, and house church. We draw a circle around that, and we say, that's all we're going to do. Anything outside of that, you guys do that. Um, so we're passionate about that, and we want to continue to be committed to that. And uh, we need to be more excited about Sunday gathering than the building, mm. more excited about community group than the building, more excited about fighter group and house church than the building, because the building is a tool yeah. for our ministry minimalism. So yeah. great question. Um, let's, let's jump into, uh, let's jump into this, this second one. Um, when will, we saw this in three different variations of a question. When will we make and what are the plans for making the building 100% ADA accessible? I'll let you kind of take this away because you've been spearheading um, that <laughs> effort. So go for yeah. it, man. Um, yeah, I first of all, I just think that's really dope that like out of the 10 questions we got, it was three of those questions. I think it really demonstrates a cool thing about our church's yeah. heart. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, um, you know, I don't know so know if I have an answer. I can't tell you what we have done. So I've I have personally um applied for a grant through um Johnny and Friends. Um I have received confirmation that our application has been received. So if we get that, that's twenty five hundred um dollars going directly toward helping us become ADA accessible. Um 
Um, secondly, um, I've been in talks with Marie uh, Christian. Marie. Many you, yeah, many of you know her. Uh, she has a obviously she has a um, a heart for that, uh, given that um, she you know she struggles with um, you know mobility and that kind of stuff. And so, um, but she's also like just like a really dope like <laughs> believer and Christian and and has thought a lot about like how can we as a church um, be the place where heaven you know. Or, you know the frontier where heaven meets earth, and so specifically for that that population. And so, um, you know, the the goal is for her to really spearhead, like be the deacon of 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 that kind of like thinking uh, about becoming our church becoming ADA accessible. And so, um, and um, mm-hmm. uh, lastly, we have um, gotten a quote from a, a company. I don't remember the name, but um, a, a, a chairlift. Um, yep. on what, what what side of the building is that? That's the west side, young So the man. west side um, of the building stairwell to get a um, chairlift. So, um, and that's within our budget. It's part of the money that we raised, and essentially it's yep. just us scheduling to get that done. Um, well, and my understanding is that we haven't pulled the trigger on that. Um, we were we were planning to, but I think Andrew Johnson got excited about maybe thinking about a different creative oh. way of making it happen. Didn't he talk to you about that? Uh, maybe he did. I don't know. It's been a wild couple of weeks, but um, yeah. Okay. Well, Andrew, if I'm if I was wrong about that, let me let me know. I thought I, I thought I heard maybe he connected with Stephen about that, mm-hmm. but um, so I, I guess the answer to the question is um. Yeah, we we are actively pursuing that, and um, I I think just like a real helpful like um, expectation for our church is is to know that we're not going to be fully ADA accessible in the entire building. Um, like right, we, we need to be strategically yeah, ADA accessible. Yeah, because yeah. like I don't want to just half butt anything. Like I, we like if we do it, we need to do it well, and that takes time, money, labor. Um, mm-hmm. And so, but but what we will have in the immediate, um, the near uh, future is something to get up to the sanctuary and then down to the basement. So, bingo. Yeah, yeah, love it. And guys, if that's going a little bit slower than maybe you wished or hoped for, it's not because it's fallen off our radar. It's because everything goes slower in this process than we would imagine. Yeah. I mean, we're still waiting on. Um, internet at, at the yeah. building. And that's not because Talon wasn't on the ball. He was. It's mm-hmm. because everything gets booked and then they've got to book it out. And and so, yeah, yeah we just want you guys to know that's that good. we care about that. And we yeah. we love your passion for that. Third question is, uh, is, there, is there a maintenance team? And if so, who's leading that? The answer is yes, and Talon Meyer is spearheading this. He is. Talon. Talon is... Uh, that dude... If you guys see Talon on a Sunday morning or at a community group, yes. just give him a hug or yes. a high five. Because this building... Listen carefully, guys. This... Us moving into this building... Stop would, what you're doing and listen to Carlos. It this would, is money. It would... I, I'm going to go on a limb and say it would be impossible. I mean, obviously the Lord. We have the Lord. Yeah. But, if yeah. we, you know, it, it would be really hard for us not to... Um, have, be where we are um, right now. So um, shout out to Talon. But yeah, Talon's leading that. He has a team. I think we, we got a text from um, the Maxwells last night. They're going to be joining that team as well. Yep. Um, it's and, a stacked team, dude. too. Like it's 
I mean, I don't want to get into like comparison mode. It's got to be one of our best teams in our church, though. You know, like it's, and it's a new and, and so and this is this is this is another thing, dude. It's like without us, and again, I don't want to beat a dead horse when I say this, but like this building has offered up the opportunity for more people within the body of Christ to become the priesthood of all believers. Yeah. To use their yeah. time, talents, and what t- time, talent, treasure, yeah. to uh, to bless the kingdom, to move the mission forward. Like, so, like, um. yeah. Anyway. If you want to get on that team, though, we would love for you to get on that team. I mean, this is this thing is stacked. We're mm-hmm. talking Zach, Andrew Johnson, Talon Meyer, yeah. Uh, the Maxwells and uh, Van Gorp. I mean, it's just a, it's a yeah. dynamite team. Um, somebody asked also about just like building safety. You want to talk about security stuff? Uh, yeah, I don't have a lot to report on that. That's a valid okay. question. And at the at the elder table, like we've had that conversation a couple times. And so we're actually going to create a a security team. Yeah, um, yeah. And so we just want you to know that that's on our. That's on our radar, mm-hmm. and uh, we're strategically moving forward with that as well. So yeah, yeah. and we have um, they asked about doors being locked, so all all entrances are locked during services. Um, kids, uh, we are, we're only able to come through that front entrance there at the door. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's a uh, here's the next question for us. Um, we know this building was a financial stretch for us. So financially, how are we looking with utilities and ongoing maintenance? That's good. Um, yeah, let's give a. I'm going to give a really quick overview right okay. here, um, and then I'll let you take it away. Uh, the short answer is we are doing well. So we can't give exact numbers over a podcast because those numbers are only for covenant members because that's the way that local churches should do and handle their finances, right? We should handle our finances like a family handles mm-hmm. their finances because yeah, we're the family of God. Mm-hmm. Um, and so families handle their finances right by within the family structure, yeah. not just any. Any Yahoo who wants to listen to that family talk should yeah. have access to the Daiki finances, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so we can't give exact numbers for you, but over the course of the financial year, we have seen our internal tithing increase at the appropriate percentage. Now, that's not gonna that's not gonna do it for those of you who want data driven hard numbers. Probably that's not gonna do it for the person who asked this question. But we are having a uh, a member meeting in January mm-hmm. where we can give exact numbers because that will be our family and our covenant members there. And so we will be exact um, in in that meeting in a yeah. way that's helpful for you. What you need to know right now is that we're seeing that internal tithing number increase. Um, at an appropriate rate so far over the year. That's good. And and that, that membership meeting is going to be approximately um, January 21st, if you guys want to just mark that on your calendar. So, um, yeah, cool. Yeah, 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 and I mean, I'm, I'm sitting down here uh, with our budgeted utilities, expenses, numbers, and all that stuff. So um, if you guys, yeah, if you, if you guys want to know, okay, what do you guys expect? What did... What was what were you budgeting for? Um, what like utilities and costs were you going off of? We can give you guys what we what we got to to budget um, our, ourselves for. So um, yeah, 
Okay, what's next? So one more thing on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are bringing in a, a new a new member to be part of our finance team, and that's going to oh, be yeah. awesome. So that that person is going to it's it's Ryan Peterson. Mm-hmm. Like this is like right up his alley, but he's going to function basically as our financial strategist, and so Sweet. this is going to be helpful moving forward too because his unique backgrounds and giftings will allow him to kind of be our point person. Whenever we say, hey, strategically, what do we need to change financially? Mm-hmm. Uh, can we afford this goal that we have? Can we afford that goal that mm-hmm. we have? Can you crunch those numbers? Can you show us what we need? So uh, that that team is also going to be growing. So, Dude, yeah. That's so good. I just I just can't get over the theme that I feel like I'm hearing throughout this podcast, which is like like God is really like opening up a lot of doors for the the priesthood of all believers to like really come up, like really be shown. Like, yeah, it's dude. just, it's amazing, man. Like, yeah, this is this is this is not just like an organization. This is the body of Christ: hands, feet, legs, ears, all that stuff. So, yeah, use the building, right? Yeah. Not people. Just use kidding. the building, not people. Use the building to get people done. Mm-hmm. Don't use people to get the building done. And we pray that we're doing that well. So, here's here's kind of the last question um, that we we want to ask that we want to ask and answer. Um, here's Here's the question. The question was, when will we stop talking about the building? I, I love that question. Let's, let's kick it around. Here's the thing about um, you know anonymous Q and A's online. Uh, we don't know who asked this question, and we don't know the tone and temperament that they asked it it's in. True. But I yeah. want to tackle this question because yeah. it's important to me. When will we stop talking about the building? What What do you got for us, bro? Um, yeah, I, I, that's a good question. I appreciate whoever whoever said that because it did. It sparked a really good conversation between you and I. Um, yeah, yeah. I think great, that man. like um, to answer the question, I think that like. So I, I guess to answer the question, I'm going to kind of go in and, like, try to interpret why the question was asked. Um, I think that, like, it, it kind of maybe stems back to, like, not wanting to make the building, like, this, like, idolatrous thing or this thing that we, like, hold up above everything else. And, and maybe yeah, if I'm wrong yeah. on that, like, please forgive me. I, I don't mean to do that. But I do, like, you know, I've been, I've been, I've been like, just practicing a lot of, like, the spiritual, like, practices of like silent like listening prayer like getting on my knees to prayer when I can and and what I've what I've really realized is that like our faith is an embodied one like we're not just like spirits floating around like we have a home you know and and ultimately like that home is that is that rest this is this is an important I gotta I gotta answer this you keep talking yep um ultimately like our home is is in Christ, right? It's 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 in it's in, in in the Lord. But I think that like as Christians, like we inhabit this this real world and um I think that like yeah. So I, I, I guess I just wanna say that like our excitement about the building I guess I, I can't speak for everybody, I'll speak for myself. My excitement about the building has been like it has forced me to uh, reconcile with the fact that like I am an embodied creature and I worship not just within like just this like ethereal um, space, but like my faith has a has a place. And like when I come into the building on Sunday mornings, for instance, like I'm reminded that I am a a worshiper of Yahweh um, 
with with the people of Yahweh in this building and we're using this building to praise the Lord. And so um, I guess I guess maybe the reason why it maybe feels like we're talking about the building a lot or we, we're excited or at least I'm excited is because like of what it's doing spiritually to my soul. Um, I was telling Cole the other day, I was telling you the other day that like our first Sunday, like the first song we start singing, and I just had to stop because I felt like all my yeah, cynicism, yeah. like it just was, it it just went out the window. You know, like, so, yeah. I mean, I don't know if I can say this, but I'm going to say it. Like, when we voted on the building, like, I was kind of like on the fence. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't know. I was like, yay, nay. And I, you know, I was like, you know, do we really need a building to do this? And um, I voted yes because I felt like I wanted to vote in faith and not mm-hmm. with my fear. And and so when I voted yes, I was, you know, still like there's just like this underlying cynicism that was within me. And um, Sunday, like when we sang, I was just like, wow, like I feel nearer to God. And I know that a building doesn't do that, but the, this no. building helped me see yeah. that like God was present. It helped. And I knew that because I could hear clearly my brothers and sisters singing around me. I could hear um, us confessing our sins together, and and so I guess that's a long way yeah. of saying like yeah. I don't. Uh, we're talking about the building. I, sorry, I keep I keep. <laughs> I'm talking about the building a lot because it is helping remind me that um, yeah that I belong to Christ that up, I'm an embodied creature. Glenn, what up, dude? Hey, we uh we have an important kind of moment going on right now, so we got to sign off yeah. really quickly. Can I, I just I'm just gonna lecture really quickly because this question is important. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Do you think? Do you so think? The, the question was when will we stop talking uh, about the building? I I understand this question honestly. I have a lot of empathy for it because I think as a as a younger follower of Jesus, I I. I would be very skeptical about churches who get more excited about the building than than the gospel of Jesus, mm. right? And so if we have been more excited about the building than the gospel of Jesus, we need to repent. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. But we should be appropriately excited about a gift. That's what God gives gifts for, right? Mm. To, to turn us towards him. And so let me just give an answer of why why have we talked about the building that, that we have? Um, I want to give a... a Personal, strategic, and theological answer to that question. Just, I'm going to blast through yeah, this really quickly. Think, okay, think. so here's here's kind of my my personal answer to to that question. As 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 pastors, we have two we have two choices for the tone of our ministry. We can either pastor personally or pastor impersonally. Mm-hmm. And if we want to pastor pastor personally, then when we preach, when we talk, when we have conversation, when we lead, if we want to lead personally, that means that our our life is the main point of contacts that the contact that the biblical t- text makes contact with. Okay. And so if we want to pastor personally, we we've got to talk about the things that we're excited about, mm-hmm. right? Cuz the only other chance is the, the only other choice is to pastor impersonally and to just be kind of like a a running biblical commentary, which is really not what we see with Paul, right? Yeah. Paul Paul talks about how he not only shared the gospel but his very own life with the church of Thessal- Thessalonica, and yeah. so like it's just important that we be able to talk about these things with excitement, not mm-hmm. idolatry, but excitement. So that's yeah. a personal answer. Let me let me give us a strategic answer, then I'll give us a biblical one. Strategically, I think that we've done our best to kept 
keep purity in the pulpit. We haven't made like a, a sermon series on the building. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we've kept purity in worship. We haven't made the worship about building. Mm-hmm. Um, we've kept purity in communion. Um, that's not to say that we've done it perfectly in terms of emphasis, but we have labored to keep purity in all of those things. But in terms of pastoral strategy, it's just true that if we fail to communicate with clarity, people get hurt. Yeah. So one example of that is if we don't make a big deal out of Saturday renovation days uh, mm-hmm. on the building and don't communicate with clarity, then then people don't hear about it and they don't show up and they get hurt because they hear all these stories about how much fun we had and how the team has grown and the memories that we made. And they've been like, man, that hurts because I wanted to be a part of that, but yeah, we good. didn't communicate with clarity. And so we're like strategically if we don't communicate the appropriate amount about the building, people get hurt. Mm-hmm. Last answer. Let me just give a, a, a biblical answer to our church. I would encourage you to read the book of Exodus in one sitting and simply notice that God uses 50% of the book to talk about the building. <laughs> it's just the, the entire second half yeah. is all the particularities of the building, mm-hmm. the people that are required to get it done, mm-hmm. the resources that people need to use in order to get it done. And I'm not saying that we need to make 50% of our church's dialogue about mm-hmm. the building we have not done that, not mm-hmm. by a mile. But nevertheless, if you read Exodus in one sitting, notice the emphasis that God feels comfortable giving to it. And I and I think it goes back to what I was sharing earlier was that like it's because God is forming his people into a type of people ready to worship him and, and be in relationship with him. And so yeah, yeah. like the things that they experience, right, is it shapes them into a more holy people, and I'm not saying right. that you got to have a building to be holy. But since Definitely I've been in, since I've been in the building, it has made me more aware of the presence of God. Yeah, and that's just personally, and yeah. I'm not saying that if you're not having that experience, then you have something wrong. But God uses the things to help remind us of Him. And yeah, I like that you said earlier that the building made you feel closer to God. It did. It, it can't make you closer to God. No. Only Jesus plays that role of yeah. mediator that makes you close to God. Yeah. But it can be a tool in aiding your awareness and felt experience of the presence of God. Yeah. Like and worship music helpful. and good good bourbon and all that stuff. So There we go. Hey, we got 150 chairs to move in from our, our sending church. Glenn is here, so we got to sign. Good to see you, man. Thanks for letting us finish this podcast. Hey, church, we we love you. If we missed any of your questions, let us know. Love you guys.